Welcome to Holding Center, a podcast created to help you own and hold center stage, not only on show day, but also in your life. I'm your host, Ashley Markham, owner of Myo Strength, and joined with me is my co-host, Ashley Spoker, owner of B&B Fit. Let's hold center. Yo, Spilk, what's going on? What is going on? Happy Friday. How's your week been? It's been really fucking hard. I'm not even going to lie. Like I've been feeling defeated lately with coaching, but at the end of the day, it's like, I always want to do the right thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's how I was raised. I was raised to do the right thing. And you do the right thing when it's hard. You do the right thing when it's not popular because it's easy to do like the wrong thing or treat people poorly or whatever. Like that's the easy route. Right. And that's what the route that some coaches take, but I don't want to take that route. I want to do what's right even when it's hard. But with that being said, right now it's hard. So because of that, it is very easy to feel defeated and to feel discouraged. But at the end of the day, like everyone goes through these ebbs and flows and because you care, because you are, you know, you have a certain level of, of passion with this craft that like, you still just got to show up and you have to just continue to do what's right. Or at least that's what I'm going to do. But all that to say this, I'm doing well, I'm doing fine. I'm having a hard time, but it is temporary and this too shall pass. How are you? Yeah, no, it definitely will pass. Like you said, like ebbs and flows, like shit gets tough, but then it always gets better. Like what's that? Sorry, cliche saying it's like, there's always a rainbow, like after a storm or some shit like that, like, you know, it's going to be like a fucking hurricane and then it'll, it'll get better. But yeah, um, I'm pretty, pretty good. Actually, this week was like a turning point for me. I'm sure a lot of our listeners have heard me talk about like a kind of just taking a step back. I wasn't able to train for, oh my God, like the last 10 weeks. So I went to the gym on Monday to do legs. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to like pussyfoot around because I knew I was going to be sore. It's not in my nature to do that. So I was like still Mm -hmm. trying to scale back and I'm still sore. Like yesterday, um, Alex and I went to go shopping for like a recliner. We're going to get like a old man recliner because that's his lifestyle. Like a lazy boy? Yeah, like he's like a nice little fat man, right? And he just like loves laying and rocking in that shit, right? Like just like his dad. Bro, get the bariatric one so that way it's like a mini couch so that way you and him can both like rock together. Yes, do that. Get like the ultimate lazy boy. Yeah, but like it's not going to fit through my door. Like that was a thing too. I'm like, how do they get that in your house? Just, I don't know. Like just make your door bigger. Just cut a hole in it. You know what I'm saying? Just like cut a hole in your fucking house. Right. Throw it through the front window. But yeah, so we were trying out chairs and like some of them were like kind of deep and like my legs are like really short and I couldn't get out of them. And I was so sore. And I was like, dude, like it's fucking Thursday. Like I'm still so sore after, but it's been good. Like I feel good being sore. Um, I mean, not that extreme, but still like I'm happy yeah. that I'm getting back in the swing of things. I'm hoping tomorrow I'll be a little bit better. I'd like to train legs again tomorrow. Um, I did upper body on Tuesday, but yeah, that's like the highlight of my week. Um, and then I'm live in Cleveland and it's nice to see the sky today because of all the California smoke or California. Oh my God. Canada smoke yeah. fires. Yeah. The last couple of days. So it's today sun's out. You can see the blue skies, which is good. I'm a dumbass. Didn't even know what was going on. I just thought it was typical Ohio weather right off the lake. I was like, guys, is this supposed to rain today? They're like, no, Canada's on fire. I was like, cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's I know I'm an idiot. I don't, I don't follow the news. Like I don't. I don't have a TV. I don't, you know, I just don't. Dude, I don't either. The only reason I knew something was going on is because I have a client that lives in New Jersey and she sent me a photo of what it looked outside and it was just like yellow, right? It looked like some Disney 
fucking shit where they were just like colors of the wind, like Disney magic. But no, it was just fucking on fire. I was like, Jesus Christ, what is happening? What are we doing? Right. Yeah. So that's that's about it for me. Dude, well, then let's fucking dive in. I want to introduce our special guest. Um, This guy is honestly, I'm going to be honest. I don't know where the fuck he came from. He kind of popped out like a fucking daisy in terms of being like this posing guy. Right. And then I started seeing him with like John Jewett. But like, I just I don't even know what happened. I just saw a really cool post that he did because his content is really amazing. And he's very educational and smart when it comes to posing, especially like bigger bodies. Um, and since I'm still learning how to pose myself through, with working with Kenny in just bikini division, and I know you're really well rehearsed in posing bikini, I've also never understood posing the bigger guys. And that's something that I wanted to learn through. So I saw like Daniel and all of his like amazing content. And I was like, fuck it. I'm going to see if he wants to come on and talk about posing. And you know what? He was very accommodating. He was very excited. And so Daniel, thank you so much for your time and welcome to our podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me on. And I, I enjoyed the banter. Uh, <laughs> it was good. I was on a podcast yesterday. And uh, again, I am like in a studio. And like, I think the greatest thing I took away from it was just like me sitting back and listening to the banter and listen to you guys talk about the chairs and stuff. Just like kind of brought that back for me. Uh, but yeah, thank you for having me out. Um, I've been following uh, you, Ashley, for a while. Um, Ash, nice to meet you. Uh, for the first time but uh yeah thanks thanks for having me on and uh, i'm really excited I, you guys like you guys talk really fast so I, i'm like i'm like a little bit slower and i like have to take time to process things but uh, i'm excited to be here no it's fine we're both just like really giddy bitches that's why we just love talking <laughs> so but we do it definitely want to hear from you so i do want you to walk us through who you are as daniel and who you are as heel with steel like how did that come about yeah, so um, let's see. I guess we'll start with who I am. So, like, I, I've kind of been off the grid for a while. I was in the Army for a long time, uh, right after high school. And then once COVID happened, I got out of the Army, and I wanted to pursue something different. Um, and I had a really bad injury, like, years before, jumping out of a stupid airplane, and uh, had to go to physical therapy for it and thought that, like, that might be something I would like to do. Um, so that's that's what I did. I went, started going to physical therapy school right after uh, right after the Army. And that's also right around the time that I started bodybuilding. And I was sitting in class one day in my biomechanics class, and I had just done my first national show. And I did okay. I was first call-outs, but it was a couple spots away from the card. Um, and I knew my posing was there. So I'm sitting in class, in my biomechanics class, and uh, we're talking about just like how different joints move and when a joint is in a certain position, that's when you can elicit its greatest muscle action and things like that. And I'm like, this is boring, but it's interesting. And how can I make it more interesting by looking into something that like I'm, I'm kind of into right now, which is bodybuilding. And so that's what I started doing. Um, and so like, that's where the posing stuff kind of came out. I was like, oh man, like, if we can manipulate specific joint positions so that the muscles look better. Like that's what posing is. And so that's what I started doing. Um, the name heel with steel, uh, came like right as I, uh, I started physical therapy school, heel with steel was a, a slogan for one of the platoons in one of the first companies I was in. 
this little mortar platoon, the platoon that like shoots like rockets in the air, they explode and stuff. And so their motto was heal with steel. And I always thought that was super cool. And so when I was in physical therapy school, my buddy was just like, do you have Instagram? And I was like, no. And he's like, you should get Instagram. And I was like, okay. And so I got Instagram and they asked me what my name should be. And I was just like, well, like I needed to be something related to like therapy or, and I kind of want to have like some sort of like my identity in it, which was the army. And so I was like, oh, heel with steel is cool because I could pivot the name from what it meant originally to like healing people with resistance okay. training. And so that's really what the page and what the Heal with Heal company, it's bigger than a page now. Now it's an actual company. It's yeah. being able to like optimize movement in people and then just make them better performers, whether it be like in bodybuilding or whatever sport. Um, and if it is bodybuilding, like that includes posing. So I I just say like we do prep, posing, and rehab. We want to okay. be like we want to be like your one stop shop for an entire prep. Yeah. Makes yeah. sense. So funny, not funny story. This isn't funny at all. Um, I have a buddy that I went to high school with, um, also went into the army, also had an accident jumping out of an airplane where his ankle was completely shattered. So he was the, I think he was the platoon leader, sergeant, and he was carrying the weapons crate when they were jumping out of an airplane in Estonia, when they had no business jumping out of an airplane due to the weather. And his first shoot didn't deploy, his backup shoot didn't deploy. So essentially, he was going to yeah. splat, you know what I'm saying? But thankfully, his first shoot finally deployed again, um, but he didn't have enough time to cut off the weapons case. And so he, the way that he landed just completely fucked up his ankle and, you know, had to go to rehab. As luckily, he's able to walk. I mean, he's lucky he didn't fucking die, but he's lucky he's able to even walk right now. So that's a wild fucking coincidence that you also had a you know, a jumping out of an airplane experience, but that's also how you become and became like heel with steel to where now you're meshing like something that is, you know, your job with physical therapy into the beautiful art of posing because it is absolutely an art of posing. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, no, it's, it's been a like a really fast, uh, like we've had a fast moving target. Like originally yeah. it, was, it was just me, now there's two of us. Um, probably going to be three here very soon so it's mm -hmm. it's quickly growing and it's been a really fun opportunity i can't wait until i'm done with school so i can give her like my my all mm -hmm. when are you done with school then i graduate in december Ooh. that's so soon well congratulations yeah, I know. Awesome. And, and quite honestly like i'm doing some clinical rotations right now so i spend 40 hours a week at a hospital and i'm just bleeding money because like I can't work like for heel with steel during those yeah, 40 yeah. hours. Like it's like it's just at night, it's just in the morning. Like and so I'm like super excited for like just to graduate and be done. My instructor was just like, why don't you just like drop out? Like if everything's going well. I was like, I can't. This like if, if this was a year ago, then maybe, but yeah, six like five months to go, like I just gotta endure it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So when it comes to posing, like what for you would you say sticks out the most and where people are not great at it in terms of like overall, is it a mobility issue? Is it a lack of knowledge? But for you, like obviously someone wants to hire you as their posing coach, what sticks out immediately 
you know, from individual to individual where you're like, ah, oh, this is your issue. Yeah. A um, couple of things. I don't know if girls have this kind of conversations, but every time I talk to a guy about this, they know exactly what I'm talking about. But so when, like, I was like in middle school and high school, there was always this like select few guys who at the high school dances just like could do it like mm -hmm. really well. Like they could just dance. And like, we'd never seen them dance before. And we're like, how do you know how to do that? Right. And they're just like, oh, like I could just do it. Right. And so I, I don't know if that exists within the, the girls, but that certainly exists with guys. And that has like carried over from grade school all the way to like mm -hmm. the professional bodybuilding ranks where you have the guys like Terrence Ruffin, who is like one of the greatest posers of all time. And I guarantee you that dude could dance in high school without even thinking about it, right? Like he just was smooth and he had rhythm. Uh, and what that is, is just like proprioceptive kinesthetic sense, like knowing how your body moves in space. And for the large majority of people, we don't know how our body moves in space. Look, go to, go to any store and watch people walk or watch people grab things down from the shelves. They're just like, just look at people in the gym, right? Like you see the most ridiculous things in, in the world. And it's just because people don't understand how their body moves in space. So that's number one. Thing. Uh, and then number two is probably the, the largest one is using too much feedback like tactile feedback. Like that's why a lot of people want in-person posing coaches because they can put their hands on them physically because they're like, I don't know what I'm doing. I need someone to put me in the position when like research, research, research shows us when it comes to like stages of learning that like the more tactile or verbal cues or feedback that you have, like the better you will perform in that session. But the next session, you're you won't be able to perform that well because you don't because there's no retention, right? Mm -hmm. So like tactile and verbal cues are great for in in like in that moment right then, but but there's not if there isn't going to be any retention whatsoever because you're not there to put them in the position. But if you limit that and do like a virtual session or be away from them so that you're not touching them and you force them to get into those positions by themselves. And then have them sit in those positions and learn what it feels like. For example, like when I'm in a like a side relax, right? Like like this. When I'm facing this way, like I have this tattoo right here, this like little flower tattoo. I can see that when I look down out of the corner of my eye. And I know that if I can see that, I'm in the right position every single time. So it's them, and that's not gonna be the same for everybody, but right? everyone's gonna have their own thing. But you can't like being able to to dig that out of them and just help them get into those positions without feedback is that's like the two that's like the second thing. So number one, how your body moves in space, and number two, like using too much either visual, tactile, or verbal feedback. Yeah, that that was a great response. I definitely can see the first one. The first one's actually what I was betting on because like that's me full, full. I don't have a dancing background. Like I move around like a goddamn elephant when it comes to just like my poise when it comes to, which is why I need to practice a lot to kind of like get into that like rhythm and routine. But the tactical thing I was not expecting, which I a hundred percent agree with because I have never understood the idea of wanting an in-person posing coach because it's like, motherfucker, they're not going to be touching you on stage. 
to get you in the right position, right? Like you're going to be hearing people from the crowd, hey, angle in, chest up, keep it tight. Like you're going to be hearing these auditory cues to fix whatever you're fucking up on stage, right? You're not going to have someone being like, oh, hey, you need to move your hands in or you need to like do whatever. It's all going to be auditory. And so, you know, when I'm working with Kenny, my posing coach, it's like he gives the right auditory cues for me to make those adjustments. And I think that's really overlooked when it comes to wanting to hire a posing coach is like, oh, I want to do it in person. But it's like, no, hire someone that is knowledgeable and will explain to you in different ways to get to the same outcome. Because obviously for one person saying chest high, maybe that's a great cue for them, but maybe that's not a great cue for someone else. Maybe it's like, okay, head high, or, you know, act like your, your head's being pulled up by a string and that like gets them to arch a certain way. So I think being able to, you know, have a certain level of finesse in your direction is really important as a coach. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it certainly is. Um, Another thing, though, I will just like kind of give my own counter argument. There is some value in in person, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it kind of goes into the whole buying in thing, which we'll probably talk yeah. about here a little, bit, a little bit later. But like, if you have a client and they're dead set on the fact that like they can only learn from an in person coach, then they're right. Right, because yeah. that like you won't be able to change their mind. So like, if, so if you have a client that's like that, then you probably need to find them in person. Um, the other interesting thing that I'm, I'm coming to like sort of come around on, I'm not totally sold on it yet, is that there is value in like maybe booking a single session with someone in person, especially like in those later stages of prep where you really don't want to do it. Right. Mm-hmm. And so like it's way it, I've had many people like will do a, a FaceTime call and halfway through they're just like, man, I just don't got it today. You know, like just it's not gonna work. And I'm just like, all right, like that's it, man. Like you you did what you did, right? Now if you if they were to show up, if they were to like make the trip, you know, to the gym to come and see me in person, the, the likelihood of them kind of petering out on that session like goes down significantly right because like they're all there so there is there could be some value in that um but for the most part i really do prefer i really do prefer virtual sessions it just makes me a better teacher also you know like their attention is higher and then i get to see a new body move a new way and it becomes like just a a better opportunity for me to become a better teacher yeah absolutely so in your experience who do you typically pose with like obviously you're known for posing the bigger guys but is there any division that you do not pose that you don't give a fuck about posing or you're just like that's not my that's not my ish uh at first it it was men's physique yeah Mm -hmm. Yeah, I kind of feel bad because I would openly talk a lot of trash about men's physique, and now as like now as I'm, I'm getting older, uh, and I've been going to like a lot of amateur shows this year in Texas because there's just one every weekend. Like I start to think like, man, when I'm done with bodybuilding, I want to look like one of those guys. Those guys look good. Um, <laughs> but yeah, at first I was just like, I just had no interest in men's physique. Um, but it's a huge part of the market, right? So like, I would be doing myself a disservice by not 
you know, offering to to help that part of the market as well. So I've just recently started learning. Like I'm taking some men's physique posing lessons myself so that I can kind of understand like just what they do. So I have a few what I call charity cases right now where I take people on for free uh, just so that I can sharpen my skills in that specific division. Just I wouldn't have the confidence to charge anyone if I wasn't like a hundred percent sure on the product that I was presenting. So there's a couple of guys that, that and they and I'm learning from them, right? Like they've done the physique shows in the past. So I'm learning from them. And then for the female divisions, um, I learned a little bit of wellness, learned a little bit of bikini, but again, I, I only shared the cases until I hired my business partner, Alyssa. Um, mm -hmm. I do that cause she's in love with them. Um, <laughs> I hired her uh, and, and she's been doing all of the, like almost solely all of my, my female clients, bikini, wellness, figure, uh, women's physique, women's bodybuilding. So I've kind of handed that off to her. I'll sit in the background and uh, kind of watch her do her work with her clients. Uh, and she just does really, really good work. So um, she hasn't been doing it long, but she's been doing a, a really good job. She's a women's physique and women's bodybuilding pro, but she can she can move just like the bikini and wellness girls. It's pretty impressive. Mm -hmm. yeah. That's awesome. Question for you though, as someone who like I'm not saying I want to be a posing coach because I don't think that's I don't think that's smart to like try to hop in on something that maybe isn't really meant for you since I am kind of like directionally challenged. Like, I don't think I would be doing myself or my clients a disservice to be a posing coach, right? Leave that to you guys. However, I do think it is smart for a coach to know how to somewhat help and critique a physique. So that way we know where they're lacking in their physique when it comes to their training. So with that being said, do you have any resources or words of wisdom for a coach wanting to learn more about posing from like someone that actually knows what they're talking about and not just some like fluffer bunny on YouTube that just, you know what I'm saying? That's just like, Oh, Hey guys, like posing tips. Yeah. Um, well, this is a really good opportunity. Unfortunately it's not out yet, but the J3U posing module or posing course, it was going to be just a module inside J3U, but we made it its own course. So the J3U posing course is going to be released in August. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's like a three-part course. Um, there's just like all all like beginner stuff, like everything from like what the what the poses are, like why they are, kind of like a little history behind that. Um, and then we go through all the shots step by step so that you can have instruct like an instruction and also an ebook that comes with it so like you can have like a quick reference guide. Um then for like, like every a, division? Uh just for sorry, sorry, not yet. Just for men. I'm sorry. It will it will eventually uh include women. I know I I sorry, I got too excited. It's halfway done. Yeah, we have to do the, the female ones uh next, but we're just we're testing it out with the men because men are more accepting and nice. <laughs> I'll give you that. That's fair. That's um, exciting. We're, gonna, we're just going to test the water and see if we get uh, to make sure we don't get torn apart. Um, yeah, so that's coming out just for men. Uh, yeah, it's men's bodybuilding, classic physique. We're going to do a men's uh, physique one soon. But yeah, so that's just like kind of the genesis of it all. So that'll be a really good resource because it's made 
not just for like the client themselves, but it's made for, for a coach also, right? Like there's, there's things in there so that you can be more knowledgeable as a coach as to what you should be looking for when your clients and you check in photos or stuff like that. It's stage day, like delineating between like, what should we do with the abdomen in this pose? Should it be extended? Like vacuumed in. Um, so yeah, that's, that's what we're kind of doing there. Other than that, I know there's some other courses out there, um, but I, I honestly haven't visited any of them. I just don't quite think any any other organization has the firepower that J3U does. Uh, so whatever product that, that, that we put out is going to be just far superior to the ones that are there just because the resources are available. Um, so that, that's the place you should go in August. Uh, until then, though, I mean, I send everyone... I, mean, I send everyone to me. People send people to me, but there's other there's other good posing posing coaches, posing coaches. Me too. <laughs> um, yeah, English is difficult. Grass uh, Fed's a great one. Uh, yep. Kenny Kenny's great. Uh, for females, it's I don't know if there's any like one that is. I know Autumn. Uh, I don't. I can't remember her Instagram name. It's Autumn something, but she has a, a pretty elaborate course. There's a, a gal named. I want uh, Autumn Cleveland, right? Autumn Cleveland, yeah. Yeah. And there's another yeah. named Phoebe, I think, who does the. Phoebe Hagen, I think. Yeah. I portal, know. yeah. Closing portal, yeah. So those yeah, are some shit. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm I'm rough on other resources, really, because quite frankly, like I, like what you said, like the, the uncoordinated one, the guy that can't dance, like that was me, right? So. My style is just so much different than everyone else's. Like everyone else's, I feel is um, like more focused. Like has more of like an art focus to it. Where mine is like very cerebral, biomechanical, kind of dirty. It would be boring to some people. Um, like I just want body positions to be aligned appropriately, and like making sure like all those angles are accounted for, so that all the muscles elicit their greatest look. But there's no real like flash and flare or anything like that. So it's not really my style. So when I see that, it, I kind of, I kind of, I'm just like, I like, that's not my demographic. Those aren't the people that I'm trying to help. I'm trying to help. I'm trying to help the wallflowers, like the guys who could never do those things. Right. Right. Well, let's actually dive into that. I think that's a great thing. Why hire a posing coach? Like why, why do you matter? Why does your job matter? Why is your job important? Uh, it's, it's important because you spent a lot of time and a lot of resources and a lot of effort and probably taxed some relationships more than others to get up there, to get up there on a stage and actually look good. Right? Like, man, I have gone to three amateur shows this year. And I just, I sometimes I feel bad, right? Because like, mm -hmm. dude looks shredded. He looks in shape. He looks awesome. And then he get up, gets up there and he does some kind of crazy pose like this. And I, my hands just go on my head. And I'm just like, yeah. It's, yeah, I feel like I'm, I'm sitting at a football game and the, the guy just ran 99 yards and then fumbled it at the one yard line. <laughs> 
and they don't win the game. You know? And I'm just right. like, what? Why would you just drop the ball like that right at the last second? It, yeah, it hurts my heart a lot. Yeah. And, and I think you can shape that up just like really quickly. It doesn't take a lot of time. Like I always recommend people start with me like 16 weeks out and then we do one session and then we'll do another session. Like that's just like the initial session. We'll do another session like in a month, then another session like in another month. Then we really start turning it on around like six, eight weeks. Like mm-hmm. depending on skill level, like you just don't need a whole lot of time to make a whole lot of difference. Mm-hmm. You know, like just a couple sessions will make that that like stage embarrassment at least not embarrassing like i'd rather you just be non-competitive than embarrassing yep you know yep or that's on the negative side but then on the positive side why you should have one is because it might be the difference between first and second Right. Like those things are are really, really close. Like if you're if you're hitting a a, a front lad spread like this and you're going all the way back and the guy next to you is coming all the way forward. Like, who do you think looks bigger? Mm -hmm. The guy who's closer to you, the guy that's coming forward. So on both spectrums, like positive and negative, it's really important. I'm more focused, though, like on these guys over here, like Mm -hmm. I love helping new people they're my favorite they're my second favorite behind the 38 year old guy with three kids whose wife said like you can do this one time buddy right like and he shows up every day he's in his trunks he's on time he never misses practices like he's my favorite my second favorite is college kid who has no clue what they're doing no clue Mm -hmm. and turn them into like from like bambi into something that looks respectable on stage. Those are my favorite. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I've done a little bit of like in-person posing and like FaceTime posing. I don't label myself as a posing coach, um, mostly just like bikini girls and like a few wellness girls. But yeah, I think newbies are the greatest. Like you, like exactly like you said, like they're like deer in the headlights. Like not only do they look like Bambi walking around, but they also have like no fucking clue as to like what they're supposed to be doing, how to get their body in that way. And like you said, like, going back to the beginning of, or earlier in the podcast, when we talked about like, if you can dance or if you can't, like, you know, I would say like the comparable thing for like girls would probably be like cheerleading. Like, cause you know, you try out for cheerleading. Like I remember this, like I played soccer my whole entire life, got to middle school, tried out for cheerleading and everyone was like, holy fuck, I didn't know you could do that. And I was like, yeah, I didn't either, but here I am. And now I'm like, like on the varsity cheerleading team for high school. Like, you know, it was just like, where did that come? Yeah. Like dance team kind of thing. I was like, and it was, it was exactly like that. I was like, I don't know. Like I play soccer. Like I, you know, I'm a contact, like borderline male sport. And here we are like dancing around in a skirt. Right. So yeah, I definitely think it's one of those things that's like, Hey, like you, you kind of have like this, this finesse about it, but it's really cool to see the people that come out looking like Bambi and their legs are crossed and you you help them to, to get into this, this routine that like makes no sense to them. They don't understand, but it's accentuates their, their physique, what they've worked so hard for. Um, specifically for you though, I do have a question. So you're obviously in PT and that's what your, your degree is going to be. And you're graduating soon. So have you ever noticed like when you are posing with people that there are, you know, 
physical like limitations like ash had one with her hips or like guys maybe like they don't have ankle mobility and stuff when they're trying to get in some of these poses and like do you work with them on that too or is that like something completely separate because like that could be very limiting when it, it it'll show in their posing will it not yeah yeah it does for guys it's it's shoulder every time mm. every single time it's shoulder or wrist right it's one of those two things mm. um yeah yeah so like when they're trying like they can't oh fuck yeah i see you yeah <laughs> yes. okay. so like it's so like this is a big one right so like if my ears are pointed i'm sorry my ears if my fingers are pointed to my ears like this yeah. bicep this bicep will be much more defined but if i let my fingers slip and come oh. forward this kind of flattens out right because this is wrist supination yeah. supination of the wrist is the action of the bicep so that looks like this. Look at that. I don't even have a bicep and you can tell. If you can't hey. fully, <laughs> you can't fully supinate the wrist and you're just left like this and you have this like weird shallow bicep. So that's that's one. And then the other one I can't really show you but it's on my back, but like their shoulder blade just gets real bound up and they can't okay. like abduct it out to get the lats to come out. So they'll have one lat, one lat that's like out and spread out and it looks awesome. Then they'll have another one that's just like. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they have that like almost shoulder blade, what is it called dyskinesis where it's like, it just yeah. kind of doesn't move. So like, that's something that I actually noticed on myself um, because I do have like some imbalances. And so literally like just having a proper mobility routine where I just against the band to do like retractions and protractions mm -hmm that has helped me immensely and just being able to move my shoulder blades and get the fucking tissue to to move and work on top of getting body work done which i'm sure that's yeah. something that you love doing for your athletes is like hey go get a fucking massage yeah no uh, so ash to answer your question like do i work with them on that so this is would be a place where like in person would be much better because it's way easier to just show people exercise than try to explain it to them um, but what I have on my phone is that I already have like these pre-recorded uh, like shoulder protocols that I made Okay. because every pretty much everyone's running into the same problems, just like it's an inactivated serratus anterior, uh, a tight subscap and some other stuff. But like, so I just have filmed all those videos. And when I see that, I'm like, Hey, like, go do this. You need to do it every day. And then by the next week, usually we start to see some improvement. Um, but yeah, it's really just wrist, which honestly, most people are like, oh, I got a plate in my wrist. Like, I don't, can't do anything about that. Uh, but it's usually just wrist and shoulder is what I mm -hmm. see. And yeah, I just have those protocols that I send them. That's like so interesting because, yeah, I guess like. I'm not a physical therapist by any means. Um, but like, you can obviously see like, you know, some mobility issues and stuff, but sometimes you're just like, is it that, or is it, you know, they're just like, it's just hard for them to get into that pose. So it's kind of, it's just interesting to see like your, like how, like you said earlier, like most people focus on it as an art and you're more biomechanic. So it's really cool to like dive into your brain and how like you see posing versus how the majority of the industry sees posing. Yeah, there's some poses too that I'll just flat out skip. Like if they're not lean enough, like a side tricep, like I don't even, we don't even start working on a side tricep till like six weeks out because most people are too fat, too fat to do it. Like myself included, I can't do one. No. I don't even send yeah. it in my, don't even send it in my check-in photos because it's not even relevant. Yeah, so I have a question for you. So obviously you work on hitting the poses first, but 
for finals, you, you have a routine, right? Like you pick your music and you routine, whether it's like the intense, like, you know, yeah. I don't even know. They have like fucking Metallica or they have like, you know, the James Cameron, like serious music where they're like getting really into it. So how do you go about developing a routine with your athletes? Okay. Uh, this is a good question. I love to have this conversation. My business partner and I are like split on this. She does it totally opposite. I do. But when it comes to a routine, okay, keep, you have to understand that like people in the audience are there because they want to be entertained. Okay. Like they're there supporting you. They want to like you and you as an athlete and a person that is thankful for those people being there, like deserve to put on a show, for them, right? Like entrance general admission into a show is $56 for just the night show. If you want to go to the early show, it's even more like it's ridiculous. So like as a consumer, I want my freaking 50 bucks. Okay. So that's what I tell the athlete and they came there to see you. Right. So we need to make sure that your personality comes through on that stage. Not mine. So when people ask me like, hey, can you do my routine? I say, I can help you, right? Like we can work through it together. We can workshop it, but by no means am I going to do it for you. Not even a little bit. Mm -hmm. Like, because then it would be Daniel coming through on the stage and not Jeff or whoever, you know? Like I want Jeff to come through on the stage, not me. And so we really like, I give them suggestions. I can give them guidance. Um, we talk about the music. We, if, if they're advanced enough, we can talk about maybe choreographing it a little bit better, timing it up with some of the highs and lows of, of the music. Um, so that really depends on skill level. But for the most part, they're doing all the work. I'm just sitting back, just kind of supervising, making sure it just doesn't go off the rails. Yeah. That's awesome. I know that's that's no other, I don't think anyone else does it like that. I think everyone else creates a routine, films it, and sends it to the client and says that'll be 200 bucks. Mm, that's boring. Because, like, if you're, like, I don't, we don't have routines as bikini unless you're an IFBB pro. But even then, like, no offense, there's only so many ways you can pose your booty without yeah. showing your butthole. So it's like, I like the guys' routines because you really do get to show more of their personality, especially because they get to pick their music. Whereas bikini, it's like, you kind of only have so much you can do in terms of being flirtatious, bubbly, sexual, sensual, but like yeah. guys, they can really, and also the girls, the bigger girls, they really can show what bodybuilding means to them in terms of everything else with like how they present their physique and the music they choose to do the, the choreo, um, choreography that's that's not how you say that but i'm also illiterate so it's like you know doing that together to bring in the full presentation yeah i i that's not something i've really thought about a lot i i i didn't realize i mean i did realize but yeah bodybuilding men's physique men's uh, or classic physique are really the only men male divisions that have routines and then women's physique and women's bodybuilding are really the only female divisions and yeah like it kind of sucks for the rest of you guys like you're just kind of left to whatever they say you have to do yeah like you... if i don't get sean paul on my background stage i'm fucked 
Like, they play any <laughs> other person but Sean Paul, and I'm just fucked. Like, I think they're get- playing Taylor Swift in the background. It's like, goddamn, like... You guys get to pick music at all? No, I wish nope. we did. I'd pick some ratchet shit for sure. Dude, that's what I'm saying. Like, I want to I want to do, like, my inner stripper and, like, get them dollar bills, which is why, like, having some, like, Get Busy or Temperature by Sean Paul get me going. But, no, usually it's, like, some type of, like, Taylor Swift bullshit. And it's like, goddamn, like, okay, shake it off. Like, whatever. Yeah, I'm trying um, to think if I even remember, like, what is playing when I stepped on stage. It was nothing that was like impressive to me and I was like feeling my vibe but yeah I know like we don't get to pick like I wish we did but I feel like it'd be hard because think about it like uh maybe not I don't know because like I don't know going to nationals there's like 40 girls in a class and we only get you know 15 seconds so it's like Mm -hmm. we're supposed to get 15 seconds but still what do you guys tell yourselves what do you guys tell yourselves before you go on stage Mm, let's see like you're on the stage trip (laughs) don't trip (laughs) so surprisingly like for me like on like show day and like peak week I am extremely calm like I don't get nerves like being on stage I don't like I just really yeah like I just like walk out there and like first of all the lights are so bright so like you don't even see anyone out there and like second of all yeah like I'm just out there like doing my shit like I practice so much to the point like I said like it comes more naturally to me that like it just pretty much like flows um I would say like for me right before I go out I just like tell myself that I'm like I'm like you're a bad bitch like you got this like there ain't there there ain't no turning back like you can't walk down those steps there's some girl behind you so let's go like you know like there ain't you did it but like I don't freak out like I don't have like a big like I know a lot of people like some of my friends are like yeah like they'll say like a little prayer they'll talk themselves off the ledge I'm just like all right like it's my turn like I just most of the time I'm just worried that I'll forget my number I'm like what number am I like okay remember that (laughs) yeah for me I've only competed twice I haven't competed since 2019 so I've been in my forever off season because I want to fucking win next time I step on stage like I am coming to win like I have done my due diligence of being a bodybuilder and taking the building portion so seriously that like, I'm, I'm coming for blood. I mean that. Right. So for me, what I will be telling myself on stage is be like, listen, the past four, in that case, whenever I do compete four five, six years, whenever I step on stage again, it's like, you have worked this hard for this single moment. What's yeah. done is done. Enjoy. Right. Like just, just calm like he's again, you're going to have some nerves, right? Cause you, you care, you're nervous, you know, you haven't been on stage for X amount of years, but for me, it's like, you have done everything that you could possibly do. You have not missed, you've eaten your meals, you've gotten your cardio, your posing sessions in, you hired the best of the best and what's done is done. So take gratitude, like take your moment, take a breath to congratulate yourself on this moment and just go have fun. And maybe that's a pussy way of like viewing it because I do want to win. But at the end of the day, it's like you've done all the things. You finished the good fight. Now it's just it's time to land the plane. Yeah. Actually, I think I'm thinking like the one my last show that I did was like right by my house. It was like 30 minutes. And I remember I was like standing there and I was just like done at this point. Like I prepped for like 10 months. It was mostly just a show to like because my family and friends were like close. But I was just like standing there and I remember I was like, damn, I wish my dogs were here. Like I wish they would allow dogs to be like in the audience like I would be so happy if my dogs were just like sitting there like barking for me as I'm doing my posing routine but yeah that was probably like one of the most distinct ones I remember but yeah like Ash said like it's pretty much just like hey like you're here you got to do it yeah 
Yeah, but at the end of the day, it's like, I kind of don't know because I haven't competed in so long. What I would say, like, mostly probably, like, don't fucking trip. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, don't fall because we have fucking heels we have to wear. Yeah. What do you tell yourself? That's that's more like what I want to know. <laughs> yeah, or, like, do you tell your clients what's to be like, hey, like, mm-hmm. before they go on? Uh... <sighs> I don't know everyone's different right like everyone needs something a little bit different there's some guys where i can just be like all right like strap it off get out there just do it right and then there's other guys where i wouldn't say they're more fragile but they just need a lot of reassurance uh and they think that like more practice or like like in the next like before they compete the next 24 hours is going to help them and i kind of have and they're like they're like hey can you call me after after uh like i get my tan and we can go over it like this and i'm just like yo man no. like there's literally this is probably my favorite thing to say i said it to my friend who's doing university tomorrow uh i said there is nothing you could possibly do to make yourself better except just chill out you know, just just relax. That's the only thing that's going to make you better, which is crappy news to have to deliver mm-hmm. because it makes them feel powerless, like yeah. you know, helpless. Um, but what do I tell myself? I mean, usually I'm. It's like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, I don't want to be here, type of thing. Um, and then, and then after that, it's just gratitude because. Mm-hmm. Come to the, the realization quite swiftly that I'm standing here in a man thong with a bunch of oil on me with a bunch of other dudes for fun, right? Like I have nothing riding on this, nothing. Like this is the most ridiculous thing. Like if my where he'd be like 95 now if my 95 year old grandfather like if i had to explain this to him he would just be like what are you talking about right like and so I, you know i don't do this to to pay my bills or like anything like that like my competing is probably will never dictate my net worth or anything like that you know so it's just a hobby mm-hmm. right and the best way for me to like perform well in anything is just to be relaxed and just having fun doing my hobby. That's it. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, this, uh, yeah, I posted this a, a while ago, but there was this guy who played in the NFL for a while and he had a press conference. And uh, they, after they lost the game or whatever, and one of the reporters was like, All right, so, like, what is it that you guys need to go back and work on? And he was just like, Nothing. He's like, we don't work football. We play football. Like, it's yeah. a game. He's like, it's a game. It's not work. And he said, the second this sport becomes work, I'll just quit it. And that's how I feel about it. Like, the second bodybuilding becomes work and not fun, I'm going to quit. I need to chew on that for a little bit because that is profound. That is very profound because you're right. Like, we don't do this for shits and giggles, right? Like you don't bodybuild for a job. Like even if you're an IFBB pro and you're a coach, like, yeah, like your bodybuilding helps and enhances your career because who doesn't want to work with an IFBB pro? But if you're no longer having fun, what the fuck is the point? 
Yeah. And I think that's, oh, sorry. I was just say, I think that's like really important. Cause like my first season as like bodybuilding, like I put so much pressure on myself. Yeah. Like I felt like, not that it was like necessarily work, but yeah, like I definitely was like, holy shit, like I need to do everything right. And then like my second season, I did so much better. I was way more chill. Like every time I stepped on stage, it just felt great. Like, because it was, it was straight up fucking fun. And I always told myself that like, I will never let like bodybuilding, like consume my life to the point where there's like no room for anything else. Because like, I get very hyper-focused. Like that's part of like my personality traits, unfortunately can be a good thing, but with certain things it's like too much, but yeah, like, so I definitely can like resonate with that because I was like very, very consuming. And yeah, like the moment that it's just too much, it's like, you have to walk away. Like the moment it becomes work, it's just like, yeah, dude, like you don't enjoy this. Like this is for fun. It's a luxury hobby. Like we're, we're, we should be really grateful that we have the opportunity to do this, like pretty much like very known, like first world country. So it's like, you know, like it's very, very, it's like a reward for us essentially. And it's like when it becomes anything other than that, it, I think it definitely yeah, it can be detrimental. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. No, that was actually a really, a really good statement. I appreciate you sharing that. Cause like, that's something that like, also I take into account with my job is coaching. Cause it's like, yes, it is a job. It is work, but like, it is a job that I have chosen because of the, the synergism between, you know, work and play, which is why I think sometimes we can take things a bit too personally. Um, but no, that was profound. I'm going to have to chew on that a little bit more. Damn. Damn, Daniel. <laughs> my, my mom used to always say to, uh, and now I think it's actually pretty relevant, is she, she would say something to the effect of like, how come you're complaining about that job you prayed for two years ago? Mm. Wow, yeah. Yeah. Mm. It's just a shift in perspective, right? Like, you got it. It's like a cat on a string, a cat playing with a string in the air, right? Strings in the air above the cat. You have a bunch of cats. I see them walking around there, right? If they, if, if, if that string is above them, just slightly out of reach, they will be very, very interested in that string. But the second that string falls onto the ground and it's made available to that cat, and it becomes that cat's possession, they don't want anything to do with it anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's really profound. Wow. I like that. Any other final closing thoughts for either one of you? Because I think this is an absolutely phenomenal discussion. I've always wanted to have someone talk about posing because, again, that's something that I am trying to work on and be better with. But at the same time, it's like it's amazing how unique and individualized like, you know, things are when it comes to being able to pose a body because everybody is different. Everyone has their own strengths and their own weaknesses. But I think it's also incredible to be able to like have these conversations outside of just being a bodybuilder, because again, like, yes, this is a bodybuilding community, a bodybuilding ecosystem, but also kind of concluding with like this profound statement of work and play. It's also been very, in my opinion, rewarding. Yeah. I'm, I, I'm, I guess we didn't really talk as much about posing as we probably wanted to. Um, but yeah, I think that, that posing is super important. Um, you certainly need to make it just, as important part of your prep as cardio as your diet as training and all that stuff like posing needs to be scheduled in there just like those things right like you would never miss a cardio session like and it there it's it's almost like an acceptable practice to miss a posing session right just like i said like i have people like quit halfway through a session halfway through a 30 minute session like 
How many how many 30 minute cardio sessions have you stopped 15 minutes short? None, right? Like you just do it to completion. So I think yeah. like using platforms like this, like we need to we need to, you know, continue to advance that that's that's a super important part of your prep altogether is being able to hit shots. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the last thing you said about everyone's body type is different and you're absolutely right. But certain people certainly fall into like, there's like at least like three categories of like body types where you can just look at them and be like, that pose is going to look good on that person. That pose is going to look good on that person. That's why it, you know that subconsciously because you'll, you'll be in an audience and the guy next to you would be like, man, I wish that guy would hit a vacuum with that pose, mm-hmm. right? So like everyone's already kind of has an, uh, an understanding and an awareness of what looks good and what doesn't. There's just like these different categories of, of bodies that you just have to be able to to nurture and like develop into like to reaching their potential. But yeah, but thank you for having me on. This has been a good discussion. Yeah, absolutely. Like, Thank you so much for coming on. Uh, where can people find you so that way they can hire you for, you know, either PT services or even posing? Give the people yeah. what they want. So my Instagram name is, or my Instagram handle is heel underscore with steel, and that's probably where I'm most active. Um, I had a YouTube channel a long time ago that I did when I was in the army. I had like a whole bunch of army stuff on there. Um, so I'm going to transition that and start doing more YouTube stuff for Heal with Steel because I have the resources to do that now. And then my website is healwithsteel.fit. And that's where you can learn like a lot about me. You can, find, you can book an appointment there. Uh, we have clothing for men and women. Uh, mm-hmm. So it's a, it's a growing site. It's a new site. It's growing. And yeah, the community is really strong and get a lot of support from all the guys who don't know how to dance. We're like kind of forming our own support group here. Um, <laughs> I love that. Yeah, so it's, it's been really good. Uh, yeah, that's those are all the places you can find me. All right, sounds good. Well, Daniel, thank you so very much for your time. We really do appreciate it. We'll have to come, have you come back on at a different time to you know maybe get more into the nitty gritty of posing. But in the meantime, thank you so much. And guys, thanks for listening. We'll catch you next week. Peace. Adios.